Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. Imagine how it would feel for you to have your business generating a consistent monthly baseline revenue. This is one of the things that if you do not have this in your business, I think you need to work towards having it. And what do I mean by having a consistent monthly baseline revenue? This is where you know this is how much money I need to bring in every month to keep things going, to comfortably pay the bills, both business and personal. And you design your business around that baseline to achieve it month after month in the most easy, efficient way possible. Having this in your, having this in my business, honestly, is something that has enabled me to reduce my stress levels to work less, um, to have more space to come up with new ideas, and to feel more bold about taking risks. Because, you know, there's a couple things I always talk about that help you feel confident about your business. One is how important a cash cushion is. And then I would say my second thing is knowing how much your, your baseline revenue goal is and designing a system, a process to get you there. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through how to calculate what your baseline revenue number is so that you can then go and make a plan to get there. And the ultimate outcome, y'all, is I want you to create a business that generates cash on almost on autopilot. And this is how you are going to like I said, create the space to feel like just more capacity in your brain to go and do other things and take better care of yourself and spend time with your family is knowing what this number is and then taking steps over the next few months to make sure that you get there. I learned about the concept of a boring business from Rachel Cook. I was in the CEO collective for a long time. We'll make sure to link that in the show notes so you can go check it out. But she is a business coach and she talks about, you know, how to implement a marketing system, how to implement processes in your business to make it boring. And a boring business is one where you're, you figure out what you do, how to do X, Y, and Z to bring in the income that you need to bring in in the most easy, efficient way possible. And honestly, creating a boring business can be hard for business owners because a lot of us, myself included, we thrive on the change and we thrive on problem solving and we don't want to keep doing the boring things. 
But the boring things are the successful things. And by having the boring things in place and done well, you will be able to have the brain space to go do the fun things and to go do the new things. And I think of when I when I bring in sales above and beyond my baseline revenue, I consider that to be the gravy, the icing on the cake. This is my fun money. This is my investing money. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through how to calculate how much money you need to bring in every month to keep the lights on comfortably, to pay all of your bills comfortably and feel less stress around money. Because when I ask business owners, what's your revenue goal? What do you want to do in your business? Inevitably, they always say when they're starting up, they say, I want to get to 100K, six figures. And then once you get to six figures, you want to get to seven without actually thinking about, well, how much do I actually need, though? How much am I comfortable with? Like how much will help me achieve my goals without having to constantly run on the hamster wheel of more and more and more sales? So let's figure out what that number is because it will give you more power. It'll give you more confidence. And then you can take steps to implement this in your business. So as I'm recording this, I'm thinking I need to have a calculator to help you calculate this as I walk through the steps. And so after I record this, I'm going to go make a calculator for you. You will be able to download it. You will find it at profitandprosper.co forward slash calculator. I literally just made up that URL, but I'm going to go and make a calculator after this that will help you calculate your revenue goal. I actually already have one um, that I use with my clients, and it's also in my Profit and Prosper program. I think I'm going to just kind of use that one as a starting point, okay? Because this is such an important thing for every business owner to know, and it's always one of the first things I, I talk about is what is your actual revenue goal? And then... Do you have the capacity for that? It helps you understand if your pricing is where it needs to be for you to even achieve the revenue goal in the first place. Um, It helps you plan out your sales and marketing strategy because you know what the end goal is. Okay, so let's talk about the steps to calculate your baseline revenue. If you're in my program or if you're one of my clients, I have a calculator that we go into great detail into calculating your actual break even. But for purposes of this episode and for the calculator I'm going to make that's a download that will be there for you, I want to keep it simple because this is if this is the first time you're thinking about this concept, I don't want to overload you. But really what we're getting at is a break even. So you might have heard of a break even calculator um, for your business where you calculate how many sales do I need to make? How, what's like, what's the volume of sales I need to make at my current price in order to break even, meaning in order to cover all of my expenses? I use the same formula, except what I include in the expenses that you need to cover is not just your basic overhead. It also includes paying you for doing the work in the business It also can include profit savings, debt repayments, taxes to ultimately get at, okay, instead of just breaking even, how do we um, actually make enough sales to cover our expenses and paying ourselves and our profit goal and our taxes? So step number one, we actually start at the bottom of 
our P&L. If you think about a P&L, the profit is at the bottom. We're starting there because we are going to back into what our sales goal is. So I want you to think first about how much money do you need to pay yourself to cover your bills, your monthly budget? How much money do you need to be paid? And to start off with, I would say don't necessarily, you know, put in your end goal pay amount for right now. Just start with how much do you need to be paid to cover your life expenses so you don't have to dip into your savings. So you don't have to draw down, you know, take on debt to pay your personal life bills, okay? Because your business needs to take care of you. And this is step one to taking care of you is making sure you you get paid. So if you've never gone back and asked yourself, how much do you need to get paid? I want you to think about it. What is your personal budget? You know, take some time and list out how much do you pay for housing, rent, mortgage, utilities, insurance? How much do you pay for food in a regular month for you and your family, right? Groceries, eating out, all of that stuff. How much do you buy in household stuff? How much do you spend on clothes or whatever else that you have in your budget? I could go on and on. You get the point. Go back and list out, this is what I spend in a normal month. And so this is my revenue goal. So my husband and I, interestingly, we actually do this too, where we said, this is what we spend in a normal month. And this does not include things like, you know, one-time house repairs, like huge unexpected bills that come up like that. That's what our savings is for. And so it helps us because we know, okay, every month, I actually just had my husband quit his job about a month and a half ago. And so it helps me to say, okay, so if our monthly expenses, ours um, are 11000 a month, that's what we have settled on, um, to pay for childcare, health insurance, housing, food, all this stuff. Listen to me trying to justify to you my personal budget. Anyways, our personal budget, our goal is $11,000. And that means we split it. I said, okay, I will bring in 5,500 and you will bring in 5,500. And that helps him because he is no longer at a job. That helps him reverse engineer what he's doing to bring money in. So you know what your goal is, right? Like ultimately for now, I want to bring in $5,500 regularly, month after month. And then over time, yes, that may increase. But just to start off with, how do we get there? That's our baseline goal number one. So go and figure that out if you don't know it already. Um, And if you haven't looked at it in a while, it's probably worth revisiting, going back and looking at some of your recent bank statements or credit card statements or whatever. So you know what a more current um, budget, personal budget is. Once you know that number, I'll use mine, um, 5,500, right? Once I know that number, I'm going to add on a buffer for taxes because If you are making money in your business, then you will pay taxes. There's no way to not pay taxes unless you make no money. And we all want to make money. And so we just need to go ahead, bite the bullet, add in a buffer for taxes. I would suggest adding in a 20 to 30% buffer for taxes on top of what you're paying yourself right now or what you're putting in the calculator. Um, Let's use 25% and I'm actually going to have to like stop and pull up my calculator and do math. So 5,500 times, let's say 0.25. And that's a weird number. 
it's 1375 is 25% of 5,500. So when I add a buffer, I'm going to round up $7,000. Okay. So that includes paying me 5,500 and then setting aside money for taxes um, is $7,000. So that's step two of my calculator is adding on a buffer. Now we could get way more complicated with estimated taxes, but for purposes of this calculator, I find you can add the buffer and it, it works. Okay. So step number three is monthly business expenses. You need to know what do you spend in your business in a given month? This includes marketing. Do you spend money on marketing? Do you run ads? Do you have a consultant? Do you have software, right, for marketing, like an email marketing software? Um, do you have affiliates? Anything like that. Make sure you know how much you spend on marketing. That tends to be a big budget item for a lot of people. Next up, you need to look at payroll. Do you have a team? Do you have contractors? How much are you paying them on a monthly basis? And even if they work hourly, let's just look at a normal month, okay? Um, how much do you pay them in payroll, contractor pay, payroll taxes? If you have benefits, vacation time, whatever, make sure you buffer that into um, just as a general rule if you want to do a quick estimate, let's say if you have an employee and they get paid $50,000, add 10% to cover payroll taxes and other stuff. Okay, just a rough estimate. So instead of budgeting $50,000 for their salary budget, $55,000, right? Let's add 10%. Then let's go through and add up office costs. All right, go through and add up if you rent an office space or a storefront or something like that. Add in your utilities internet, um, insurance, right? It tends to be a big expense for some businesses. Um, if you have to travel to go visit clients, if you have to drive a car, if you have a car that you have in your business, right? Make sure that that goes into your monthly expenses. And then the last piece, actually, there's two final pieces that tend to be big expenditures, um, would be software. And so even if you pay for software annual subscriptions, I think it's helpful to go back and have a list of everything that you buy because my gosh, software adds up a lot. I think in my business, we spend on average almost $1,000 a month between all of the different softwares that we use. It is crazy, um, but it, it adds up. And it's also somewhat necessary to run a business these days is having software subscriptions. So go through and add up all the different software that you spend on. And if you do... Um, pay the annual subscription fee because you save money. Great. But let's add in a monthly buffer for that. Not buffer, but divide by 12, get the monthly number, add that into your monthly budget. Okay. And then also, I know a lot of people tend to invest regularly in coaches, mentors, programs. I think that's fine as long as you're not overspending. And as long as these are the actual things that will help you move forward in your business. I mean, you just heard me a few minutes ago talk about business coach I've invested in. I've invested in another one this year. I've invested in sales and marketing help and all kinds of things, right? Because it was within my budget. So if this is something you do, put it in your budget. This is also a really great time to do a quick scan after you write down all your monthly expenses, do a quick scan and say, is there anything that I can cut out of this, right? 
I'm not one who's ever going to guilt you over spending stuff in your business. I'm not the type that, that thinks that saving money and pinching pennies is the way to wealth. But at the same time, I don't want you to spend money on things you're not using. So now is a really good time if you're looking at your budget to say, you know, I could probably cut these things out. I don't need to spend on XYZ and that would save me $50 or $200 or even $1,000 a month. Okay. So add up your monthly expenses. So let's say in my example, my number was $7,000 for pay plus the tax buffer. Let's say because I have a team, you know, my monthly expenses are $15,000 for all the things. I'm making it up. My number is actually higher than that because I do have a lot of team members, but I'm trying to just use a nice round number. So $15,000 for expenses. Add that to my seven. That gets me to $22,000. That is my monthly baseline. That is how much money I need to bring in in sales every single month in order to comfortably pay all of the bills. Okay. Now, If you are a product-based business, that's not your revenue. That is your gross profit. Let me have a a second. I'll I'll explain. If you sell $10,000 worth of stuff in a product-based business, there is cost associated with that product. So let's say if your margin is 50%, so out of the $10,000, you spend half of that on product cost that leaves you with $5,000. So if you have a product-based business, then you have gross profit. So then this baseline number, the 22 that I'm using in my example, that is your gross profit, not your sales. And so to get your sales number, you have a bonus step. You need to take that 22,000 or whatever you add up um, to get through steps one through three, divide that by your gross profit percentage. So in this case, if my gross profit is 50%, then I'm going to take 22,000 divided by 50%. That means my revenue goal is $44,000, okay? So that is my baseline revenue goal. This is your bonus step for product-based businesses only because you do have product costs, okay? Um, If your gross profit is 60%, then that means you spend 40% of the sales cost on the product costs and shipping and things like that, that leaves you with 60% every time you make a sale. So in this case, I would do 22,000 divided by 60%. That gets me to a sales goal of $36,000. You can see how important gross profit margin is to product-based businesses. That will be a topic for another day. Okay. So just please keep that in mind. I see product-based businesses doing this where you say, oh, my baseline revenue is 22,000 but it's actually not. Okay. It's actually not. You need to make sure you consider your gross profit margin in that. Now, now you have your baseline revenue goal and you can intentionally design your business to help you get to that revenue goal. So let's have a quick reality check. Looking at your baseline revenue, let's say it's $22,000. How many customers do you currently have the capacity to serve? And does your pricing work? So let me give you an example. My current um, monthly minimum for CFO clients is $3,000. So my client goal, I would do $22,000 
divided by 3,000 is 7.3 customers. So I need to have eight customers at $3,000 a month in order to get me to $22,000 in revenue. And so I have to ask myself, is this within my capacity? The answer is yes, because I have designed it to be that way. <laughs> but for a lot of clients, your, your baseline revenue is going to be 22000 and you are going to do the math and see, I need to serve 40 clients a month. And you're going to stop and think, there's no freaking way I'm ever going to be able to do that. And you might be right. So in the subsequent episodes, I'm doing actually a series. This is the first episode in that series on how to make more money by increasing your income. So we will talk in later episodes about designing your business model and designing your pricing and packages to better support this baseline revenue goal. Okay, so I've got you, but do a quick reality check. I actually remember doing this back when I first started my business in 2019. I had, I was doing bookkeeping at the time because that's what CPAs do is bookkeeping and tax prep. And it hadn't occurred to me to switch my business model yet. <laughs> um, but I was doing bookkeeping at the time and I had clients for $275 a month. And I remember thinking, okay, to get to $10,000 a month, how much revenue is that? $10,000 divided by $275, that is 36 clients. 36. If you're wondering, it's not possible for one person to, <laughs> to do that, I don't think. And so, then I was like, okay, well, I'll raise my price to 400, right? So 10,000 a month divided by 400, that's 25 clients. Certainly more doable than 36, but that is a lot of clients to juggle. For reference now, I have a team with of two, two bookkeepers and a full-time CPA supporting our CFO clients. And we currently have about 15 clients, right? And we do have capacity for a few more, but not that many more, right? So be realistic. I remember doing that math and thinking to myself, oh, okay, 30 clients. I could totally do that. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Sometimes you just have to learn the lesson the hard way, um, which I definitely did. And I'm trying to prevent at least one of you out there from making the same mistake that I did. So take your monthly baseline goal and do a quick reality check based on your current pricing. How many people would you have to serve? And is this realistic based on um, your capacity right now? And if it's not, then you've got to make a change and come back to the subsequent episodes. We will be talking about how to make those changes to make it easier for you to make money. If you are a product-based business, I strongly encourage you to go back and do some math on the average dollar value per sale. So for one customer, what does one customer on average spend with you? And take your baseline revenue, divide that by the average spend for per sale, and that tells you how many sales that you need to make. And then ask yourself again the same question, is this within my power within the next month or two to reach my baseline revenue goal? Is this realistic for me or not? And if it's not realistic, how do I increase my average dollar per sale? Or can I do other things to make this a realistic um, goal? It's all a big puzzle and you've just got to figure out how do you play with each of the different pieces to um, make the puzzle work, okay? So 
there's also a bonus step. Knowing your revenue goal allows you to intentionally design your sales and marketing processes to get you to your baseline revenue goal. And so this is something that I ask my CFO clients pretty regularly is how many leads do you need to have coming in in order to book the number of clients or customers that you need to meet your revenue goal? And so we're going to keep doing the backwards math, right? So if we know our baseline revenue goal and you know, based on my current pricing, this is the number of customers that I need every month, then I want you to take it a step further and say, okay, what's my conversion rate? If you're a service-based business and you're doing sales calls, for example, how many of those sales calls close? So let's say if you need 10 clients a month and your conversion rate on sales calls is 50%, that means you need to be having 20 sales calls per month to book 10 new clients a month. Hopefully with a service-based business, you're able to get longer-term projects, repeat clients, retainers, monthly recurring revenue so that you don't constantly have to do 20 sales calls because that's a lot. (laughs) But, you know, thinking through how many calls do I need to make every month in order to close my client goal? And again, ask yourself, is this realistic? Do I have the support team in place to do this? Do I have the capacity on my calendar for that many calls? If the answer is no, then you've got to play with the puzzle pieces until it works. If you are a product-based business, you still need to know your conversion rate. So let's take an e-commerce business. You can go online and like I know for a fact in Shopify, Shopify tells you your conversion rate. And so go and look at your conversion rate and say, okay, if I need to do $10,000 in sales and my average price is X amount, that means I need to do, let's say, 200 customers, 200 sales per month based on my average sales price to get me to my sales goal. So if I need 200 orders divided by my conversion rate, I think a conversion rate for e-commerce, it varies depending on the marketing and business model. But let's say a conversion rate is 2%. To get 200 orders, I'm going to divide by 0.02. That gets me to 10,000 eyeballs on my website. So how do you get 10,000 eyeballs on your website? right? If the answer is to run ads, please make sure when you did the exercise before you included an ads budget in your monthly expenses. Otherwise, the numbers are never going to work. Okay. How will you get that many eyeballs? And this is how you design a sales and marketing process that supports your business. If you listened to the previous episode, you heard me talking about where do you need to make the next investment in your business And if you're doing this exercise and you're saying, you know what, I need to get my conversion rate higher, that's one investment. A totally different investment is I need to get more leads in the door to get those 10,000 eyeballs on my website. That's also different. Make sure you think about what do I need to put in place to make this work so that you can put it into your budget. Okay. So design your business to get you to a monthly baseline revenue. And then what you'll find is once you get to that baseline revenue, you have the option. You can increase your goal. You can say, you know what? This is working really well for me. I can do more. And then anything over the baseline, right? As long as you're not increasing your team or your expenditures every month, 
Anything over that baseline is icing on the cake. That is where you make money as a business owner and you can go save it, pay down debt, invest it, increase your wealth, right? Or you can intentionally say, you know what? I'm generating extra money. I'm going to in turn invest that back in my business and then increase my baseline goal, right? There's so many options, but I think if there's one thing that I want you to take away from this episode, it is the importance of knowing how much you need to have coming in the door every month in order to pay all the bills and just feel comfortable, right? To avoid having to feel like you're constantly on the hamster wheel of making more and more sales. To avoid doing what I did, being totally unrealistic about how many clients I could have every month and make money, and then ultimately getting myself burned out and stressed out and having to completely pivot my business, <laughs> okay? Don't do what I did. Um, don't do what I did to get myself in that position anyways. Do what I did to get my business out of that position. So I hope that you have taken a few good nuggets away from this. Go grab my calculator. It will be at profitandprosper.co forward slash calculator. I will link it in the show notes. Go and do the math and say, how much is my baseline revenue and how can I design my business to support that? And how can I figure out the process of if I do X, then I reach my goal, right? And then you just keep doing that over and over again. You keep optimizing it. You keep getting better and better at doing X to meet your goal. You will be successful. Okay, so go grab the calculator and I hope that you are able to figure out what your baseline is and figure out what are some things to do in your business right now that you can implement to um, make it easier and to put more money in your pocket. Okay, so go grab it and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you listen, and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at CFO on Instagram so I can give you some love, and I'll see you in the next episode.